friends, welcome back to What's Next. I'm your host, Paige. In today's episode, we will be discussing art therapy with Sharon Strauss. Sharon is a board-certified and licensed clinical professional art therapist, as well as the associate director for the Portland Institute. She not only has a private practice, national presentations, trainings, supervisions, mentorings, but also a nonprofit called the Kristen Rita Strauss Foundation that is dedicated to supporting programs that increase awareness of mental health through education and the arts. Here is the episode on art therapy with Sharon Strauss. I hope you enjoy. First of all, welcome, and thank you so much for, again, agreeing to be on What's Next. I'm so excited, as you already know, to discuss art therapy with you. So again, thank you so much for agreeing to share your words of wisdom and experience with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. We've just met, and uh, this is just really wonderful for the opportunity to highlight art therapy. I so agree. How did you get into art therapy? What's your story and your relation, your connection with art therapy? Sure. So, you know, I I was a psych major in college with a minor in art. The two things I loved the most. And after graduate school, I mean, after, you know, college, I went to graduate school, but kind of went into several different programs. I was in rehab counseling for a while. That was my thing. Went to a couple of like a year or so with art education. And then finally, I saw that this graduate program was opening up close by art therapy. You know, the marriage of psychology and art. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, there it is. So about 30 years ago now, it's been, I got my degree and, you know, was practicing as an art therapist and, you know, had a clinical practice and saw clients and and groups. And then in 2001, I lost my daughter to suicide. Mm -hmm. And that really changed my life completely as an art therapist. And so part of the story is you would think with a trauma like that, that an art therapist would naturally go and do art therapy in relationship to that loss, but that's not what happens. And I think this so speaks to what happens in trauma. It so speaks really to what's going on now. And I'm sure we've this uh, back and forth, but That first year after I I lost my daughter, Kristen, I was in traditional talk therapy with psychiatrists, couples therapy, you know, groups, survivors groups, and just felt like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm only getting so far with talking about this, you know, something isn't right. And about a year into it, so she died in October, so this would be like in December, I was standing in my kitchen and I was like, oh my God, help me. Yeah. (laughs) And this little voice said, well, why don't you make a collage? (laughs) And I did. And I got out art materials and started to do collage work 
for a couple of hours standing there in the kitchen and everything changed. And that's, you know, you think, well, of course an art therapist knows that. But I think what that says is I was simply a mother grieving who had lost a child and your thinking mind, you know, takes a vacation when you're traumatized. So what was perfectly obvious was not obvious to me until mm -hmm. that moment. And I had to be in that experience personally myself for me to feel and have that embodied experience uh, in that moment. And that changed everything. It opened the door to years and years of creating collages one after another. And I think that that actually was my PhD in art therapy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit about, you know, my background and how that personal experience has totally opened the door and shaped, you know, my work, which is now focused in the field of grief and bereavement and working with military survivors, working with a lot of parents who have lost children and introducing them like I had introduced myself to a place where you can create into what's happened to you, where you can touch into what you can't talk about mm -hmm. in a group. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the real joy and the essence of art-based initiatives like that. That was such a beautiful story. And like, uh, I feel I, f I have all the feels when you were talking about that. Thank you for your courage and sharing that. I know that's even years later, I'm sure it's still challenging. So how does that process work? So when you were doing the collage, how did you know what to draw or color or, or right. in your case, create a collage? How did you, right. what was your guiding inspiration or process? So that's a great question. And, you know, those who come to work with me say the same thing. And it's their willingness and their courage that brings them to this kind of work because it is different. You know, traditional therapy is talk therapy, and this is very different. And I think so many people gravitate and open themselves up to collage just for the reason, and it was my reason too, I can't draw. <laughs> well, that's the story I tell myself. I <laughs> right. can't draw. I can't paint. <laughs> oh, I can open up a magazine. You know, everybody can open up a magazine. And mm -hmm. it's really as simple as that. We all have magazines in our house, scissors and glue and a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And that's all you need. And isn't that really wonderful in the time that we have had to be at home and inside Everybody has a magazine, scissors and glue, and people have been able to do Zoom collage, you know, uh, work with me. So that's been, that's been a blessing. But, you know, in, the, in that moment to look at the magazines that were just sitting on the counter, and I, I really had no thought about what I was going to create or what was happening in that moment. It was just... Why don't you make a collage? And I began to leaf through the magazine. No thought. I kind of had dropped beneath all of that. And then, oh, that image. Oh, I'm going to tear that out. Oh, 
that word, ah, oh, I'm going to tear that out. So my felt sense in my body was directing me mm. as, in things that were really relevant and speaking to me, you know, about who, who, who am I now? And I found this kind of naked, looming, luminous figure, you know, and I thought, yeah, that I can, I can relate to that. You know, she's naked, she's exposed, you know, and so that was one of the images that I, that I tore out as well as images that I kind of recoiled from like, oh, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't go there. And I learned over time, yeah, that red flag is saying, come be with me. Those are the hard places that they want to be seen and felt as well as, you know, the ones that you have a positive, more of a positive response to. And I think what happened in those several hours that I tore images out of a, out of a magazine and words and put them together. It was like the first time that I, I could look at something. I was able to externalize this chaotic, fragmented experience and paste it down. And I think one immediately has a sense of being grounded in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I'm, I'm gluing down my pieces <laughs> on, onto the paper. Right. I'm working with my pieces, you know, in, in losses that are severe like that, you are in bits and pieces. You're kind of floating around out there. And so that's why I so love collage. You're working with bits and pieces of some things that are torn and raggedy edges and you're gluing your pieces down it's very reassuring and and the the creative process itself you become still uh, you know as someone who's familiar with you know yoga and meditative practices creating is a meditation Mm -hmm. you really become still and quiet and very aligned with what's here now so you're in the present, not in the future. You're not in the past. You're like right here, right now with what's happening. So all of that is extremely healing. I slept really well that night for the first time. Oh, I'm sure. You know, your body just tells you, yes, yes. And so who is not going to want to do that again the next day, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> That sounds like, it, you know, it brought up a lot of different thoughts for me. Yeah. Like a very, if you were talking about feeling fragmented, and I feel like the process of art therapy can be very empowering because it allows you this space and, and time and the creative flow to, you know, take those fragments and put them together in a way that's empowering to where you, you can tell your story that needs to be heard and processed. Yes, there's a real sense of being in control when we feel so out of control. And I, I've, I, you know, been playing into my collage practice, you know, with COVID-19. And, you know, surpri- not surprisingly, I mean, all the same things are happening for me. You know, this, this sense of being in the unknown, of being unsure, not knowing what to, you know, what's going to happen. Am I going to get this? 
you know. Mm. So being able to work into those places has surprisingly, you know, it's it's grounding, it's reassuring. You 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 know, you do feel like you have some you at least have control over your time and space and the image that's kind of being birthed through you and onto the page and it's it's reassuring, you know. Yeah. Life isn't as scary when you give yourself that time. Right. So you said something and it's a, it's a it's a hot word right now and I'd like to take this opportunity to break it down. How do you define so you said art therapy is very grounding for you. How do you, or I guess not even just you, right? I would argue it's grounding for me too, but we can discuss that word because that's a concept that some people, I, I don't know if we all are on the same page with that word. So how would you define grounded or grounding, that process that art therapy allows you to experience? Well, I think it, it, it's a way for you to come back into your body, mm-hmm. certainly with trauma that is severe like that. All kinds of trauma. I mean, it's not just the death of a child or a spouse. It can we can have severe. You know, people are experiencing severe traumas right now. So to have the opportunity um, in a creative process to come back into yourself, into your body, because we can enter into these dissociative states where we have this almost a sense like we're, we're not inside our skin. We're not, we're not in here, <laughs> you know? Right. And to have that without really any guidance, nobody is saying, okay, now you're sitting down and you're doing that collage. Now you're going to get in your body. It just happens. It mm-hmm. happens in the process where you become still and quiet, reflective, you're looking through the pages, you're having associations to words and images, you're tearing them out, you know, you're arranging them, you're looking at them. You may, you know, be kind of in, in some parts of the story, you know, the virus, am I going to get it, you know, and then you paste this part down and, you know, then you're aligning it, you know, is, is the color right, is, you know, this right. But all of those kinds of, you know, kind of bilateral, your right brain, left brain, helps you to come here, right now, in this body, and in this moment. Mm -hmm. It really helps you to be present. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is enormously healing, Mm -hmm. no matter what is happening in your life. You breathe, you, you usually breathe much you know, deeper into yourself, you know, when you're getting quiet. (laughs) All those things just kind of really naturally happen. Mm -hmm. A really interesting thing when I do really big groups at TAPS, which is Tragedy Assistant Program for Survivors, and these are all military who have lost a loved one and do an open art studio with them. And most often, survivors uh, have never had uh, an opportunity to do artwork. Mm-hmm. But they come into the studio uh, studio after perhaps being at you know some other groups and they'll stop and they'll go, what's happening in here? They can feel. They can feel that there's something different. There's 
<clears throat> a kind of vibrational uh, field that they enter into. And that's the creative space. That's what grounding is. They come into a space. Everybody's grounded. Everybody's quiet. Everybody is in the fullness of what's happening. It's really, it, it's, it's so magical and amazing. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. You know, I was telling you before the interview that I was meditating and I was a little voice inside of me said to start drawing and, and I totally agree. It was very surprising for me. I've never engaged in, I haven't honestly, and I love art. I mean, I haven't drawn <laughs> since I was in AP art in high school, you know, and, and I got back into that creative flow, that process, and it was very surprisingly, very grounding. And like I was telling you, I, when I went back and analyzed it and looked at it later, I was really able to see all of the different levels of my consciousness. It's, and it was all out on that picture. It's, it's quite fascinating the way the process unfolds and, and works. And, and it did it, it for me, I think of grounding in, in the way that you do. I think it, at this point in my life, I was feeling a little bit disembodied where, you know, you're flighty. You're like, oh, I've got to do this and this and this. And I feel like that's kind of the world that we live in. It's we're not we have not created a society for us that really I think that's changing, but really supports us in being present because it's always, you know, instant gratification. I need it right here, right now. And go, 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 move, 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 you know, and so art therapy for me definitely helped to pull me back in and and focus on okay what am I doing in this moment in this moment and, and it just you connect all those little individual moments together and that's that experience of really being in your body and feeling grounded and in that creative flow process right right exactly and isn't this an interesting time that we're in where everybody is sheltering in place we have to be in our homes. And mm -hmm. I think of our homes as our bodies, kind of these sacred temples. So the invitation is to come home, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> like literally and symbolically. And that's what happens when you're creating. Mm -hmm. um, and so this has been a special time, I think, for a lot of people that now they have time to investigate something new to sit and to draw, um, you know, without, um, you know, judgment, you know, uh, what is this? I can't do that. Like, let go of all of that, you mm -hmm. know, allow yourself. There's this, a certain amount of playing into it um, and having some fun and allowing the images, the lines, the colors, the forms to, to emerge. It's almost as if, if you get out of your own way, you're in service to something that's wanting to move through you to be seen and heard and felt. And you are so right. I love the word that you used about layering. Mm -hmm. And in collage, it, it's very much about layering. Mm -hmm. You know, if you paste something down and you come back to it tomorrow and you don't like it, you can collage over it. You can tear it off, yeah. you know, and... Um, the layers do speak to you in a certain way, you know, and you said you came back to it and you saw some different things in it and that's what happens, mm -hmm. you know, 
it's a way for your internal life to come out. You know, you're projecting out. You have this opportunity to, oh, all that I've kept inside, now I'm going to put out onto the paper so you can see it. And your unconscious really opens completely Mm -hmm. in ways that are just, wow, I didn't see that yesterday, but look at that. And it has a lot of, you know, a lot of meaning. Right. I love that. I real yeah. I love everything you just said. So so much going on in my mind. Um, so there's obviously a lot of benefit to art therapy. Can you share some of the benefits that people who would like to try? What why would someone use this this approach? What are the benefits they can expect to receive? Well, I think that you know, looking at what's happening now, there are so many stresses, so many so much uncertainty, you know, we don't know what the end of the summer is going to be like next year. I mean, so much has changed. People have lost businesses. Um, And so this is a wonderful time, you know, in addition to all of the loss, I mean, with um, COVID-19, to be able to sit down, and this is such a simple technique, you know, as I said at the beginning, almost everybody has a magazine. And, and if you don't, you can make a collage even out of um, mail, you know, your bills that have come in that you're going to toss out that envelope or discard it. You can open those up, um, uh, work with the forms, you could paint them. These are kind of like assemblage mm-hmm. kinds of things, but people can, people have done that too. But it's really easy to, you know, you have a pair of scissors, glue, Elmer's glue, a glue stick, and a piece of paper. And to give yourself the time to investigate what's here in its simplicity. And it, it helps you to become calm. You know, we talked about grounding. It may open the door to a process that you find, oh, I'm kind of good at this, <laughs> you know. You may find some joy and some happiness in this time trying something new. And we're facing a new world. (laughs) So this kind of goes with, do I have the courage to explore what's new, what is different, what's changing? If I have the courage to do that with my artwork, I may have more courage in facing this new world that's in front of me. All of it kind of works together. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That reminds me. It's it's a very, it feels like the whole creative process, no matter what the tool is, the, the process is the same because you're describing things for me and that's exactly how I would describe yoga. You're talking about this creative, you know, force moving through you and then, you know, having the courage on that to pursue a pose and then seeing that courage and that discipline and that self-regulation, that processing transfer off mat, same with art therapy. Exactly, exactly. To watch somebody come into a room who's lost her husband, we have all kinds of things, you know, collage, healing sticks, doll making has been a huge popular thing that we've offered. And to watch somebody look through fabrics and, and begin to 
notice their associations. So you can have an association to a fabric. Mm-hmm. You know, she picked up this fabric and said, my God, this is the same. This is just like the shirt that my husband wore, you know, in the last weeks that we were together. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had like such a, a bond with that and then was able, you know, to really to work with that, to have that direct kind of um, continuing bond work with, with making this doll. She didn't know what she was going to do when she came into the studio. Mm-hmm. So it's not just collage and bits and pieces, but doll making too, bits and pieces of fabrics and buttons and and you know, yarn and string and, and touching into actually the body of the person. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that tactile thing that happens in art therapy when you touch the pieces that is so healing. So, you know, every aspect you 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 mentioned that every aspect of what you do in yoga is important and every aspect of the process. And art therapy is important and has a lot of meaning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I guess really what art therapy does, it provides you with the space and opportunity to process, to work through, to really dive into the deeper layers of our consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then I guess allow that creative process to flow through us and allow for, like like we said, processing, healing, does it so are there specific conditions that you know of that have been found to be alleviated through this process like you said you work with vets like i'm assuming ptsd is well yeah these are these are families who have lost someone in the military and you know when you think um okay i, I lost my son in afghanistan and the body wasn't returned intact I mean, you can imagine the associations to that and the stories that are living in those parents' minds. And a lot of it, you know, we talked about the unspeakable parts of trauma. Um, and I think this is this is kind of true with COVID-19. You know, people are actually traumatized probably a little bit more than we may think. And they're not able to articulate, you know, what that is. Mm-hmm. And art helps to kind of unlock that place. It helps to open the door when there's stuff that is locked away that you can't really talk about and mm-hmm. articulate. You begin to look through a magazine and there that is in front of you. Mm-hmm whether it's something that's read or a form or, you know, the position of a a person's body in an ad, it begins to make possible, okay, I've opened that door a little bit. I can investigate that edge that I can't even talk about in a group. And that's what, that's what happens. And so then it's not as, it's not so difficult. You know, it, it opens the door to then be able to have conversations about things that are really, really hard. So that that's what happens. Right. I know for, for myself, you know, the elements of how I lost my daughter, certainly I wasn't talking about in groups, but uh, I was able to really kind of deal with 
in my imagination what happens and be able to make images about that, which then allowed, I think uh, Bob Niemeyer really talks about the event story, right? Of what has happened and then the backstory. So art really, you know, opens the door to what happened, play around in that event. And then it's not as, not as difficult and not as scary as well as the backstory has to do with weaving that narrative of your relationship with that person into the present. So I'm not, or, or survivors are not seeing their child as wounded and bodies that are very in difficult shape. They then be, are able to over time have a, a connection to the living memory of their child through images. And, and that's, that's a process that takes place over time. But you can see that there's enormous amount of healing in that ability over time to see the changes that can happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I definitely see art therapy being a tool for trauma across mm-hmm. the continuum or across the spectrum of yeah. a traumatic experience. Because I noticed for me, it was helping me work through something psychological that was traumatic, I would argue, from my childhood, but it was not the death of someone. And so I think that's important for the listener to know is that, you know, art therapy is for everyone. It's all about experimenting and just allowing, like you said, so important, not judging yourself. I remember when I looked at it, I, I, you know, drew my, my little art project my therapy project and I didn't want to post it because I was like oh my god this looks like when I was in middle school how I used to draw and I was like you know what this is an expression of where I'm at and it's helping me you know share where I'm at with the world and you know it it is what it is (laughs) it is what it is and that's a beautiful way of looking at it no no judgment and I, I think you said it beautifully It's a modality that people can use no matter what's happening in their lives. You know, we can be in kind of nudgy places and can be about having a difficult time with this friend or, you know, uh, I'm having a hard time with my mom or it can be, uh, you know, any kind of thing that we're struggling with and to find a place to be with that. Mm -hmm. and to um, move along the edges and to investigate and be able to breathe and be in ourselves again. So no matter where one is, creative processes, and there's lots of creative processes, Mm -hmm. journaling and painting and drawing and doll making and, you know, theater and across across the boards, the arts are, I think, so important. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And, And unfortunately, I think that at one time, I think they were undervalued, but I, I think that it's they're coming back around. Fingers crossed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what else is, do you think the listener should hear or be aware of? What, what, would, what information would you like to share that you think would benefit the listener in regard to art therapy? 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he, we're in challenging times because it is difficult to to be with with others. You know, we're, we're sheltering at home, but this is something that you can actually do by yourself. You can even partner with a friend and say, "Hey, let's 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 investigate this. This sounds like it could be really interesting," and agree to collage together and then share your um your images and then just have a very i i always i think it's important to have loving compassionate non-judgmental conversations to if you you know to and this is even if you're just looking at it yourself to be compassionate to notice where is the energy in your piece you know what is that saying to kind of have a dialogue? And you can do this with somebody else. Oh, I'm just so drawn to that part of your collage. Can you tell me more about it? And you can say that to yourself when you look at your uh, a piece. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful modality. It's very accessible. Certainly in this time, um, I think it's a valuable tool. You can partner with people. I've, I've been doing Zoom, my Zoom collage circles with, with clients, and that has worked well. You know, you can take a picture of your artwork and share it with your friend. And sometimes you don't even need to say anything. It's just the fact of my image, myself, my creativity is being witnessed and appreciated and held in this moment. So just that alone is really valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how would, so you said that you do Zoom appointments. If someone, if a listener is interested, how could they go about contacting you? Um, if you, um, with uh, using my, my email, devotion5 at hotmail.com, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could contact me and just put collage, interested in collage. Also at Bob Nehemiah's Portland Institute for Loss and Transition, I'm going to be offering really a training, kind of a, a webinar that will be June 29th. And so that could be a place where people could connect and really get a very didactic, mostly, you know, this would be probably more for clinicians, but those that would be interested would really be able to deepen into, oh, really a lot of theory in a kind of a professional way, as well as have an experience of that. And and Portland Institute also is, there is going to be an art-assisted grief therapy track that one can can take. So for those professionals who are out there and interested, they can find me that way also. Wonderful. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on What's Next. I really, I want to have you on again. You are, I love your energy. It's so great. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I hope, I hope people are inspired to just go, you know, sit down and, and give them, themselves over to something that's, I love it. You can tell how much I love it. And I, and I love, honestly, I, I'm, I do too. I, I really do. And, and I think that's something that we can, I, I would like to share is, you know, we live in a society, I kind of alluded to it earlier. We live in a society that's so, you know, go, 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 work, 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 do, do, do. And, and, you know, and I know we have responsibilities, family, friends, all the things, but 
taking care of yourself is is of utmost importance, I would argue. And so, and I've even noticed that myself. I feel like in my meditation, you know, I, I received guidance that I needed to engage in art therapy, and I did a few times, and and then it it kind of faded away, and I haven't done it in a couple weeks, and I'm I'm realizing that you know my mental well being, my creative process makes me happy. It 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 if you believe in a higher power, it 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 just lights my soul on fire in in a good way. <laughs> And it just it just brings me with this sense of, like you were saying, peace and calm and joy and just surrender to this flow of life, you know, just accepting that there are things that we cannot change. But I can engage in this art process and really just allow my soul to be expressed and represented, my heart to be, you know, shown on this piece of paper. And I think that it's it's really important. To, to allow ourselves, because no one will give us the permission, right? We have to give it to ourselves mm-hmm. to really engage in this in, in these tools, such as art therapy. We all are worth the effort. We all are worth the time to, to spend on our health. And so I hope people, I hope your story and our dialogue, I agree with you. I, I hope it inspires others because... You know, healing starts from within and it starts with one choice. And hopefully this interview supports them in that choice. Well, thank you so much. And I would love to talk with you again. (laughs) Yes, I would too. Thank you again. I hope you have a great day. And that concludes the episode with Sharon Strauss on art therapy. I'd like to share a couple thoughts that she shared with me after the interview because I think they're really not only beautiful but empowering as well. Just something to think of. So she talked about how the paper, the, the, the medium through which you express your, your creative nature, your art, right? That paper has the ability to hold polarizing elements you know we we live in a polarizing time and if you feel you know you're going back and forth back and forth everything is black and white you know whatever that looks like for you this process can hold space for that chaotic place and remain and help you to remain open to both sides to remain grounded in the space between the two polarizing points She also mentioned how we, as human beings, we have a tendency to project these polarizing narratives or thoughts onto others. And so using art therapy can be incredibly eye-opening to investigate art from another's perspective. So putting yourself in the shoes of someone else and creating art as if you were them can be an incredibly eye-opening experience. And then the last thing she, words of wisdom, (laughs) she left me with was this. What if everything is okay? What if everything, what if everything has a structure, has a purpose? And she even brought up the point that I could even say, oh, that doesn't apply to me. That doesn't apply to the situation, the circumstances with my daughter. Just like how others may say, oh, well, it's different. That's not the case for COVID either. 
Well, is it really? What if it's not? What if we allowed ourselves the space to explore that question more deeply? How could that shift our interpretation of reality? And then from there decide, what is the life I want to lead? I can't control everything, but I can control how I choose to interpret and respond to this world. And art therapy can help us in that effort. And on that note, again, I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Sharon, again, thank you so much for agreeing to be on What's Next. As for our listeners, thank you, too, for listening. And please feel free to share your experiences with us. And if you have any questions or requests, please feel free to send me an email at whatsnextofficial2020 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash WN podcast. And last but not least, feel free to check me out on Instagram at the underscore PhD underscore Yogini, Y-O-G-I-N-I. I look forward to seeing you all next week on What's Next. Take care. Bye-bye.